0: Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney.
0: Wow, we went kind of normal this week. It, well, yeah. Is it because it's April Fool's Day? You wanted to fuck with me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hate April Fool's Day. Why? Every year I always see an article for something that I really want, Mm -hmm. and it always disappoints me. You know, like, this actor's going to do this movie, and I'm like, I can't wait, and then it's like, ha ha.
0: This week uh, or this year, I heard I saw the story of how Uber is going to start a um, canine driver ride sharing. So you can request a canine driver, and you can give them treats and belly rubs, um, which is a great. I would love that. Yeah, and if there was an if that was an option on Uber, I would do it. But it was April Fool's.
1: That makes me really sad. I know
0: because no. I you know, want a driving favorite.
1: support dog. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of people could use just an emotional support animal just for driving. Yeah.
1: Actually, that would know? be that would be beneficial.
0: Mm-hmm. When you were like freaking out, it would just be extra cute. You'd be you like, "Ah, like, oh, hey. that would so lower the blood pressure and the dog is like,
1: good. "Yeah, I know they cut you off, but look at this." Mhm. <sighs> big eyes. <laughs> uh, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh I'm getting ready for tomorrow for Matt's birthday.
0: (gasps) Is Matt's birthday tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Oh, my gosh.
1: Happy birthday, Matt. I don't
0: think I even knew that, so thanks for the heads up. (laughs) Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we got we got married like a week before his birthday.
0: Gonna go ahead and put that in the old calendar right yeah. now. Cool, cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool yeah, cool. Oh, uh, so you've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in your quotes there. Noise. Well, yes. Happy birthday, Matt. That happened a few days ago. Yes, <laughs> As of this going out. Happy birthday.
1: And uh, we, I've actually been talking to him about trying to plan a Catalina Island vacation for his birthday day. Ooh, I've, uh, I I nice. listened to... You're going to think I'm so archaic. I was in the car listening to the radio and I heard an advertisement for Catalina Island and I was like, I just might check this out. Yeah, what year is it? 1978? <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. The first time I've ever... I was actually
0: driving in my convertible down the Sunset Strip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's fun when you were in that episode of Mad Men. Yeah. fun. <laughs>
1: I was wearing tight pants and I had a fast talk. Oh, sure.
0: <laughs> well, that's also still true, so (laughs) that really could be any time. Yeah. You do wear a lot of tight pants. I
1: like tight pants. We all appreciate
0: it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yes, uh, you might have heard we have a guest in the uh, studio today.
1: Yes. You
0: are dog-sitting.
1: I am dog-sitting Izzy again. Uh, Yay. And so you might hear the occasional jingle jangle of her... Dog tags. You might hear the occasional vomit. She does that every now and then. Oh, cool! So, so be...
0: glad she's on your lap. Yeah, <laughs> she <laughs> was trying to get on mine. Now that I know about the vomiting, <laughs> I think I'm gonna avoid that situation.
1: Yeah, she definitely vomited on, on me the other day, and uh, so.
0: But she's uh, has she been good? You like it when she's over? I love her. I love her. To dogs. Right? I
1: love all dogs. Yeah. I just. Uh she's been a little bit more waking up in the middle of the night, which is interesting. Oh, okay. Because normally she sleeps straight through. Okay. But one night she woke up, sneezed in my face, and then slapped <laughs> my face. <laughs> and was like, I need to go out. And I was like, ow.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's nice. So. That we, Doesn't help with the old uh, blood pressure either, does no. it? No. <laughs> But actually, speaking of lowering your blood pressure, uh, I can talk about The Bright Spot, because it actually has something to do with that.
1: With blood pressure dogs? Not
0: with dogs, but blood oh. pressure, sure. Okay. It does have to do, it has to do, I'm searching for whatever segue I can. <laughs> I love it. And uh, it is actually about pretty much magical toilet seats.
1: What? All right. This is.
0: I would like to preface this by saying it is not an April Fool's Day joke. Okay. Okay. Rochester Institute of Technology in Rochester, New York, okay. is developing a smart toilet seat. Mm. Okay. Okay. Which will monitor the uh, mechanical and electrical activity of the heart, and monitor heart rate, blood pressure, oxygenation levels of the blood, and the weight uh, and stroke volume, which is the amount of blood pumped out of the heart in each. Like,
1: beat? Wait, wait, while you're pooping?
0: While you're sitting on the toilet, yes. And now you're asking, why the hell do I need that information? But it's actually really, really useful for people who are admitted to the hospital with congestive heart failure because of, like, Uh a huge rate of people who are admitted, 25% of people with congestive heart failure are readmitted to the hospital within 30 days of their initial visit, right? okay. Because it's a... Problem and it the problem like is big at the beginning right until they get it under control right 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 so right. if you had one of these at home after you're diagnosed the first time then the doctors get a report about it and can monitor your situation and watch if you are going into red levels before you know
1: I your know toilet this.
0: seat will know if you are in a dangerous health situation before you will now I this just, is horrible yeah but a great idea right yeah. because a lot of people like that information would be available to you with other stuff probably like a blood pressure cuff like you could probably do that but you can't count on everybody to go home and take care of those diagnostic things for themselves all the time Everyone or even sit be on able to the toilet to. they will because exactly exactly because not everybody i mean and you're talking about elderly folks sometimes who might not be able to handle that kind of equipment but everybody right. poops it's true so they just are working that diagnostic equipment into the thing that everybody's using anyway. And I think it's a fantastic idea. It's kind of gross. Yeah, but, but hey, hey, great ideas can happen anywhere.
1: I thought originally you went in a different direction. I'm really happy about that. I hope you are. Because I thought it was just to warn you if you were going to have a heart attack while pooping. <laughs> and I was like, that seems really specific. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called the Elvis. <laughs>
0: Toilet seat <laughs> cover. Oh, no. Yeah, it's got a little picture of the king on a throne.
1: As you said, it's like, hey, baby.
0: hmm <laughs> When you flush it, <laughs> yeah. it says, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. But no, and it's actually, so it's a diagnostic tool that actually could save lives.
1: That's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Everybody I poofs. want it just so I can... Know what's going Wouldn't on. Wouldn't
0: that be something? you just go to the bathroom and be like, okay, well, now I know what my heart
1: <laughs> well, rate I like, and my
0: blood pressure is.
1: Does my heart rate spike while I'm pooping? Who knows?
0: I don't care to find out myself. I uh, want to know. Rather, I would like to have one of these after I have congestive heart failure. I don't want to know. don't
1: have congestive heart failure.
0: <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying if I do, <laughs> I'm going to want one of these when I go home.
1: I want Oprah know. to give everybody a congestive heart failure toilet seat. You
0: get a heart... Failure, congestive heart, failure, toilet seat, and you get a heart failure, congestive heart, failure, toilet seat. I can't say it.
1: (laughs) It's really great to watch, (laughs) guys. The look of confusion on his face every time.
0: Why do I keep saying it wrong each time? Remember when I tried to correct myself and I said it wrong exactly the same way? That was just now. Flawless. Yeah. So that's my bright spot. I think it's a great idea. I love it. And it can save lives. I love it. I'm all for that. And that is not an April Fool's Day joke, because I don't care for April Fool's Day either.
1: Good. Yeah.
0: That's what I got. All right. Now you told me this week's topic is weird.
1: It is weird. You better live up to that. It's wild. Teach me things. All right, ready? Yes. Party game. Twister. Spelling. Truth or dare. Uh
0: oh. Scrabble.
1: Let's talk to the dead. The Ouija board? That's right! Yeah! We're gonna talk about the history of the Ouija board! Yeah! You got, got it right! It. I got it right this I'm time! so proud! It's been like 52 episodes and I got one right! <laughs> I, uh, Starring. I was looking for inspiration. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. We're winning. That's great. I was uh, I was looking for inspiration, and Matt was like, "Why don't you try to do something that's kind of themed to your yeah. movie?" Yeah. And because uh, we have a Ouija board that I hand made. Yes. Yeah, spoiler the alert:
0: There's a Ouija board in the film. Mm-hmm. I
1: guess it's technically a spirit board since we don't own the rights to the actual Ouija, but uh, okay. which we're going to get into in this episode. Okay. Cool. And we're also going to actually talk a little bit about how the board actually works or what? doesn't exactly. Sure. Okay. But first. Okay. To what? its origin story. I
0: love it because you know, I mean, you just always know if there's a dyslexic person <laughs> in your party. <laughs> oh no. Or someone who's ESL. I think we're talking to the Delive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, the Ouija board or spirit board would be born out of an era of spiritualism that really took off in 1848. Okay.
0: Well, that's very specific.
1: Yeah, there was a group of sisters, the Fox sisters, who okay. we are definitely going to do another day. Oh, cool. N- uh, so
0: not nuns, these were just siblings. No,
1: they okay. were <laughs> They were able to make contact with the other side. Oh, how nice. Or you know, they claimed, sure. you know, the dead. They're like we can talk well, to. I
0: figured dead. that was the other side you meant. I just wanted to make I didn't sure. didn't sure. think you meant Mexico. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can talk to Mexico.
0: <laughs> wow, that's a whole nother language. <laughs>
1: I I just don't know enough Spanish. Um, cocina, I think that's kitchen. <laughs> I've been trying to learn it. I'm not okay. Good at so
0: it. you are not one of these sisters. Cool. No, all right,
1: <laughs> not that type of sister. Hey, <laughs> so, <laughs> for some reason you have
0: a sister. You cisgender man. <laughs> that's
1: that's fair. <laughs> For some reason, Christians were fine with this.
0: With, like, spiritualism? Yeah. Okay.
1: Because it was often assumed that the good Christian people weren't actually doing anything wrong because they're just contacting their loved ones from beyond the grave. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're not, like, talking to the devil or anything like that. They're just talking to the dead. Right. And so Christians were like, okay, whatever.
0: That's, well, I I get that kind of. Like, if you're going to go to the length of my loved one is now, you know, up in heaven, I'm assuming they probably all think that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, not a huge logical leap to say that they could, you know, that they're, they're watching you and then they, you know, yeah. it's fine. It's just like a phone call to heaven, and why would a Christian have a problem with that?
1: They're like, ooh, did you talk to Paul at the gate? Mm-hmm. Or did he connect you? <laughs> no, bitch. Oh. Aunt Mildred's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this
0: call may be monitored. <laughs>
1: By God. So, (laughs) spiritualism really took off because the average lifespan in this time frame was under 50 years old, which is, like, hella young. Yeah. So, like, everyone's dying early and everyone's like, I want to talk to Grandma. We didn't have enough time. Grandma
0: was 52.
1: (laughs) But basically, the masses in America were like, we can totally do this and still go to church and be good people. So, win-win. Yeah. And uh, I just love the idea of like you know make sure you contact grandma before bed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> grandma dead, call up the spirit medium.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd have to come. You'd have to have a, one of these ladies come to your house every day. That yeah,
1: be a lot. So towards the end of the eighteen hundreds, eighteen ninety one to be exact. Okay. America would see the birth of the Ouija board. It was first sold in a toy store in Pittsburgh. A
0: toy store should have been your clue a toy store in go.
1: pittsburgh okay along with its release came a lot of newspaper advertisements which claimed that it would let you know things about the future about the past and about the right now and it okay. would do so while being correct oh sure of course so obviously yeah totally right?
0: uh, i like this you know what it's 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 a it's a populist thing right i'm all about deregulation i'm a republican and what? the <laughs> i'm total republican and so this is great because it cuts out the middleman of <laughs> Like needing a spiritualist yeah. to come over and tell you what your loved ones are saying now you can just talk to them directly yeah it's great because it's like it's like you don 't need the answering service anymore exactly. you just call their voicemail
1: exactly, mm-hmm. so Robert Merch, who is a Ouija historian, cool, who knew that was a job, no, I don't know. learned in his studies that American people were all about this board, yeah, and that they had viewed it as a fun pastime quote. Communicating with the dead was common. It wasn't seen as bizarre or weird. It's hard to imagine that now. We look at that and think, "Why are you opening the gates of hell?" I I
0: wouldn't think I (laughs) like that's a leap.
1: Okay, (laughs) Um, I think
0: that I think. Why are you wasting your time with this toy? But okay,
1: (laughs) who's the historian? Okay, sure. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I think it's Robert Murch. Yes, I'm not
0: the I'm not the expert. (laughs) Which I also love
1: the fact that it's spelled M U R C H, but it's like merch, like merchandise.
0: Yeah. He's got a great t-shirt line. Yeah.
1: <laughs> merch is merch. Yeah, exactly. But when the game first came out, nobody was thinking basically that anyone was opening up the gates of hell. They just thought they're like telling grandma and their Aunt Mildred goodnight before bed. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, like, wait, gates of hell? Yeah. <laughs> grandma's <laughs> in hell? <laughs> yeah, that's offensive,
0: Mr. Merch. That's really <laughs> offensive. How do you know my grandma's in hell? Grandma's like, be better. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make my mistakes. <laughs>
1: Be kind to your neighbor. Wow. Loan them the sugar. (laughs) So there were many ways to communicate with the dead in a seance before the Ouija board. Sure. You could ask questions and wait for noise to come about from a knocking sound, or a table would move and shake. Or a personal favorite was that people would shout out letters one by one to hear a confirmation from a spirit, and then they'd be able to spell out words.
0: Well, there you go. So this is like... The distillation of that.
1: The expedited. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of like, A, B, C. I'm here. <laughs> we have a C. <laughs> okay, but because spiritualism had become so common, people were actually growing bored with waiting for the letters to be called out.
0: Well, I don't know why. They're like, There's we 26 did of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what, if, what if you're trying to talk to your grandma jaja
1: They're getting to the end, and it's like, I swear to God, if this is a fucking Z, if this is another Z. The word is jazzy, all right? We figured it out. It's two Zs.
0: They're <laughs> trying to decide if your grandfather wants you to follow in his footsteps and, and, and be a jazz musician. <laughs>
1: It's like a rotary phone. Everyone's Uh, like, "Uh." ugh. The thing that makes me laugh, though, is I'm like, bitch, you're talking to the motherfucking dead. That's boring? (laughs) Like, really? You're doing this every night? Well, it's boring if you have to, like, wait around. (laughs) Like...
0: Thirteen, not letters to be called out.
1: I don't know. If I'm talking to some of my old loved ones who have passed and moved on, I think I'll be able to wait 10 minutes for them to give me a message.
0: Okay. That's you. Yeah. But, like, I don't... I, I can't even stand putting, like, my email address into a thing if they don't have an <laughs> at gmail.com option. <laughs> I do hate that. That does
1: make me really mad. I'm like, in this day and age, you so, should have that. Yeah.
0: So, you know, this is that.
1: Well... <laughs> Anyway, basically people were like, There has to be a better way to talk to the dead so we can get our messages faster. <laughs> I like the idea of all the former seances were collect calls and now they're high speed internet. Oh totally. Like, you
0: know. <laughs> this is this is just the story of modernization, you know, an expedited way to talk to your dead people.
1: I just like the idea of like, is there anyone there willing to communicate with us? Do you accept a collect call from <laughs> your grandmother? <laughs> Shit, we wanted to talk to Uncle Henry. This is a collect call from Nana. (laughs) (laughs) So, I love this, right? Mm -hmm. And basically, we're in a capitalist society... And what would you expect, except for a few businessmen who didn't believe in spiritualism, to take to the markets and exploit millions of Americans?
0: I That's what I do expect from Ameri- my America. Yeah.
1: And that's exactly what Charles Kennard did. Hey, good. Uh, Somebody had to. He was basically watching this phenom unfold and started hearing about... Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's watching it unfold, and he started hearing about rumors of a thing called the talking board in 1886 Mm -hmm. he had read in an associated press article that spiritualists were using this talking board to connect people with the beyond sure it also said that the board had numbers letters and a planchette type object to help the humans communicate with the dead Mm -hmm. the article even went on to say that anyone could make one all you needed was quote a jackknife and a marking brush very I don't specific. have either of those
0: because I don't know what the hell they are.
1: I made one without any of those. Just Maybe for you the didn't. Record. You don't
0: know what a jackknife is and I... a uh, marking brush are.
1: Well, it's probably like a sharpie and a stencil. I don't probably,
0: know. but you don't know because <laughs> these things are weird, arcane terms, and you don't know.
1: <laughs> Charles was like, "Holy cow! <laughs> there's an opportunity."
0: Hold on, you didn't have a jackknife and a marking brush, then that's not a Ouija board, my friend.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just not a talking board. Oh. It's a spirit board. It's also not a Ouija board, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. You didn't have a jackknife, a marking brush, or the rights to use the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Charles is like, we're going to do this. And, right. uh, Anybody can make them, but that means they won't be paying me for them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Charles is like, no one is making this in a mass market. Let's get some rich friends together and let's fucking do this for sure. We're gonna make some money. <laughs> so he went and got four other men to invest in this endeavor, including Elijah Bond, an attorney. Okay. All of them were like, "We can do this. Sure, we can make this talking board, and we can make money. Yeah, let's do this. Great. All right.
0: They could. Yeah. Okay. So they got
1: America. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> So they got together and started to figure out what to call the board, right? So right. they had a mock up made and they're like, we're gonna name it now. Uh-huh. And they even brought along Elijah's sister in law, Helen Peters, no relation to Bernadette Peters. Jesus As far Christ. as I know. <laughs> <laughs> but they brought Helen Peters <laughs> because she was an accomplished spiritual medium.
0: Okay. <laughs> Cool. So it so was were, Bernadette Peters, but okay. So. <laughs> George! She is definitely channeling something. <laughs>
1: most of the time. I love it. So they start using it, right? And they ask the game itself, what should it be called? Oh. Right? And as the planchette moved around the board, it spelled out the word Ouija. O U I J A.
0: I J A, okay. Yeah.
1: Obviously, they were all startled and <laughs> um, confused. <laughs> Ow, <I'd ya>. yeah. <laughs> they asked the board what it meant, and the board revealed that it meant good luck.
0: So the board told them yeah. that Ouija means, board, means good luck.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Charles Kennard, however, would tell people that the word Ouija was ancient Egyptian, you know, thus fancy. Sure. So they're like, it's a fancy Egyptian word for good luck.
0: Oh, I got you.
1: I actually don't know if it is. I didn't look that up. So... I-
0: doubt it, given that they didn't have words as much as they had hieroglyphics. Yeah. And we don't know what they sounded like. <laughs> so, <laughs> And this guy's a shyster. Yeah. Okay.
1: So later on, through letters, Helen would admit that she was wearing a locket with a very special woman in it with the word Ouija over her head. The woman in it was actually the author and feminist Wida, Ouida, O-U-I-D-A, the current theory is that Helen misspelled Weeda's name when using the board or when she wrote the name into her locket picture and didn't understand how to, like, so she got confused and she's trying to name the board after this author. Oh, okay. And it just got messed up.
0: That was all very confusing, but I'm going to go with it.
1: Either way, Ouija was now the name and the name it would always be. All right. Now, these businessmen were all about protecting their products, right? Sure. They're businessmen. Exactly. And the only way they could do that was to get a patent. Uh-huh. Right? The only problem was that the only way to get a patent was to prove how an item or a thing worked and that it was original. Oh. If the patent officer didn't believe it worked, then they would be out of luck. Whoa. So- Elijah and Helen went to a patent office in Washington, D.C. Uh There they met with a patent officer who scoffed at the board as anything other than a gimmick. Yeah, He agreed, however, that if the board could correctly spell his name, which supposedly neither Elijah nor Helen knew, Uh then they would get the patent because it would be real. Right. No one knows for sure how it happened, but sure enough, they spelled his name correctly. And so on February 10th, 1891, Elijah Bond was awarded the patent.
0: So, okay. That's insane. So, it's real. Yes. It's totally real. Yes. So the Ouija board... Has a patent. Even though (laughs) it's based on the name of some lady in a locket. (laughs)
1: Locket lady. Yeah, locket
0: lady, who and not is not was not probably an ancient Egyptian, given that there was a picture of her. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> it's real. That's yeah. what we're learning. It's real. Yeah. The best part is the patent didn't tell people how the board worked. It literally just said the board works. Okay. Every other patent tells you and explains how the product
0: works. That's amazing. That is an incredible story of, like, copyright. That's a wonderful story about intellectual property right (laughs) there. Because, like, you know, anybody can make one of these things, but if you want to call it, like, the official one, right, it has to work somehow. And it doesn't. But, like, the official U.S. patent for this thing says it works and we don't know how, probably God.
1: Yeah. Cool. So the businessmen jumped all over that for their marketing campaign. Yeah. They started sending that out to newspapers all over the place who were printing, and the public was like, it's mysterious. How fun. Let's get and see if it works. Yeah, exactly.
0: I love that the patent officer was like, if you can spell my name right, it's John Smith. If you can spell it right.
1: (laughs) No, he didn't tell. He's like, you have to know who I am and spell it without you knowing. Yeah, they had an
0: appointment. (laughs) I think they Probably figured it out before they got there.
1: Yeah, basically, uh, the Lord. theory is that Elijah, who's an attorney, mm-hmm. knew who the patent officers were in the office. These guys had an appointment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they knew who they were meeting with. It's not some kind of big mystery. I love it.
1: So, the board game would go on sale uh, for $1.50, mm-hmm. which is a steal. Yeah, it's worth it. To all the people who buy it, it's,
0: it's <laughs> stealing from them. Sure. Yes.
1: Yeah, So the game took off, and the Kennard Novelty Company suddenly had factories popping up all over the place. Mm -hmm. Within a year, they had factories not only in the major U.S. cities, but in London, too. Oh, my. Um, Well,
0: yeah. I mean, it's the spirit world, so it should be everywhere.
1: (laughs) However, Mm -hmm. even though things were good in that first year, Mm -hmm. a year after that, in 1893, Charles Kennard and Elijah Bond were out. Why? We're not quite sure why, but William Fold, who was employed by them, was suddenly in charge of the company, mm-hmm. and those two guys were gone. They were no longer a part of the company. They were kicked out. It was something to do with, like, a hostile takeover.
0: The ghosts told them to do it. Yeah.
1: Probably. Kennard and Bond would fight publicly with Fold about who created the board and who owned it, hmm. and Fold would never take credit for it. But he's like, I still own the company. Like, yeah, true. I still own the product. You guys
0: went to the trouble of getting a patent. That's on you. Yeah. It, it, the patent is owned by the company. So.
1: In fact, once Fold took over, he decided to change the story of how it was named and claimed that it was an, it was named from the French word, we, oui and the German word, ja, for yes. So it's it basically the board was an ATM machine. Yes, sure. yes.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for your very own yes man, but it's even better because it's a yes spirit.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. Fold would then, over the years, develop 21 variations of the board game. What? And would sue anyone who tried to make their own version to sell. Okay. He's like, you can't make a Ouija board. Wow. You can't make anything like this. This is ours and ours alone. He's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should be able to make your own version. I mean...
0: Have you just outed yourself? Are they going to come after you? Because you've made this no, yourself?
1: No, because it's my own special spirit board. I don't know. It's called it a board. Looks Jason a lot board.
0: like a Ouija board to me. It,
1: it's different. Okay. There are no Ouija boards are two feet by two feet made You said they made 29
0: versions of it. One of those is not going to be a
1: square. <laughs> <laughs> by 1919... <laughs> None of the original investors had any stock in the company, and Fold owned the place outright.
0: Good lord! So he's
1: like, I own everything. I think he
0: consulted with spirits to find out how to do this. Yeah,
1: probably. So the board would continue in great sales, despite the fact that they aired their dirty laundry to the whole world. Mm-hmm. See, so they're mm-hmm. like, I own the board. No, I own the board. And everyone's like, I don't care. I just want the board. Yeah, sure. I don't care who I'm giving. Well, now money I own to. one of
0: them. So yeah, <laughs> you own the idea, but I own the thing.
1: Yeah. And the board was super popular with people who wanted to talk with the spirits from beyond, but mm. couldn't afford a medium or didn't want to meet with one. Yeah. So. The, the, the poor man's
0: spiritual guide. Yeah. I love it.
1: So mediums were all like, this is bullshit. Stop buying this. Ha! But people didn't stop buying it. They're like, well, no. this is great. It's $1.50. Otherwise I have to spend like $30 with an hour for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's surging, right? And in the 20s, right. it was so common that Norman Rockwell drew a young couple playing it for the cover of the Saturday Evening Post. Really? Isn't that amazing? It is. And it would keep selling even after William Fold would die in 1927. Well, he,
0: sure, because he would show up to anybody who had a Ouija board.
1: And was like, buy, and like, buy, buy more boards. Ouija boards, yeah. for
0: sure. Like, uh, he could only help the company then,
1: <laughs> even further. What does the Ouija board say? Buy more Ouija. <laughs> It's telling me to buy more. Yeah, I have to deposit 50 cents, I think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I want to continue this phone call? Yeah, it's weird. I don't even know where to, though. I'm in my living room.
1: To the factory.
0: <laughs>
1: so he died actually falling from the roof of his newest factory, what? which he was apparently told to build by a Ouija board. Oh,
0: oh, Ouija board. Okay, so they wanted him dead. Okay, that should be a sign to you. Yeah. If the spirits want you dead. <laughs>
1: I'm guessing it was more likely that he would kill... I'm way. guessing
0: the Ouija board in the first place didn't tell him to build a factory. I'm guessing capitalism told him yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Either way, he's dead, and the boards kept selling. Sure. In fact, the Great Depression was great for the now Fold Company, since mm-hmm. his, he, when he took it over, he changed the name. Okay. Because people, when they're desperate, turn to anything that, that they think can help them. Right. And the Fold Company would open up five more factories during the Great Depression. Hello. Isn't that amazing?
0: Hey, they're creating jobs. They're creating jobs.
1: Mm-hmm. In fact, Times of Great Strife seem to be great for the Ouija board. As in 1944, one store in New York City alone sold 50,000 Ouija board games. Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. That makes... Oh, that's terrible. So a lot of people had lost loved ones and were trying to get in touch with them.
1: Exactly. Holy fuck. And people really did believe in this board game. In, Mm -hmm. In fact, many people have used this board to make big decisions in their lives or to try and help
0: I mean, I believe that 100%. So in
1: 1920, there was a murder of Joseph Burton Elwell, uh-huh. who was a gambler in New York City. Sure. I don't know much about him, but I'm assuming I should look him up because he probably has a big story. Okay. Um, <laughs> but tons of people were using the Ouija board to try to contact him to figure out what had happened. He owes me money. <laughs> I want to find out where it is. They were. They then claimed that they were being told things by their respective boards, and then they would call the local police to tell them what they had learned in hopes that they helped them solve the case. Listen, I've bought seventeen Ouija boards so far because the board keeps telling me to. Okay.
0: Uh, and now I need to know what else to do.
1: <laughs> so the police were basically being bothered by this, and they're like, "Please stop calling." They're like, "No." No, his mother did not kill him. She's been dead for 10 years. Oh, wow. It insane stuff. The following year, a woman would go to her Ouija board to ask what she should do after her mother passed away inside of her house. Okay. The board apparently claimed that she should leave the body in the living room for oh. no less than 15 days before oh. she was ordered to bury it in her backyard.
0: Was she using it alone?
1: She was. Okay,
0: she's schizophrenic. Yes. And she probably killed her mother. Cool, cool.
1: She would later be taken to uh, the hospital where mm-hmm. she protested that she wasn't crazy and, and that the board told her to do it.
0: Yeah, but, you, but that's the, the, that's the <laughs> second part that we have the problem yeah. with. <laughs> a lot of people say they're not crazy, but uh, right. the Ouija boards aren't talking to them exactly. alone. Don't like them what to do. <laughs> this is a new one.
1: The Ouija board told me to do this. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just doing what the Ouija board told me. Yep. <laughs> you would do it too. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't think you're using it right because you only have one.
1: It said yes. <laughs> what? No. <laughs>
0: I kept asking it. Okay, technically I asked it if I should leave the, my mother in the living room for 15 days, and it said yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's so weird how that worked out.
0: Yeah,
1: People were basically doing all sorts of crazy things because of the game. But some people... <laughs> We're actually using it in a very constructive way. Really? For example, in World War I, E.H. Jones and C.W. Hill were two soldiers in a POW camp in Turkey, mm-hmm. and they used a Ouija board to convince their captors that they were mediums, and they were thus able to use the board to escape the prisoner of war camp. How? They, like, tricked them into, like, you've got to let us go or bad things will happen to Holy you. Holy crap. And That's so they great. let them go. It's amazing. I mean,
0: that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Some authors have actually claimed to use the Ouija board to help with their writing. Okay. Quote from Wiki. Quote, Emily Grant Hutchings claimed that her novel, Jap Heron, a novel written from the Ouija board in 1917, was dictated by Mark Twain's spirit through the use of a Ouija board after his death.
0: Oh, no. So she
1: wrote an entire book. Sure. Sure. A it only board. took 12 years to write. One too. letter at a fucking time. Oh I'm my like, god! No! No!
0: It's like the Stephen Hawking level communication <laughs> like, speed. Ah!
1: <laughs> I gotta. Quit. Oh no, it's I can't very go. Very bad. That's amazing. Yeah. Right.
0: Not not fast. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I you know, I'm really speeding through this one. I've got like a word a minute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Emily was like. Mark Twain wrote this with me. I'm his ghostwriter. Yeah,
0: but, oh, <laughs> no. No, Mark Twain would be
1: oh, her ghostwriter. Oh, no, yes. yeah. Other authors claim the same thing. So, Pearl Lenore Curran.
0: <laughs> In fact, Mark Twain got way more work after he died
1: <laughs> yeah. than ever
0: he had before.
1: There's 50 books by Mark Twain. All the, oh, that. You haven't
0: read the whole posthumous... <laughs> Ouvre by Mark Twain. It's amazing. And the Pulitzer- really, did he really
1: diversified
0: after he died too, in, in in terms of style?
1: I love it. And like the Pulitzer goes to Mark Twain's ghost <laughs> again. <laughs> How many fucking Pulitzers can he win? Yep. This is why you can only get a Nobel if you're still alive. Yeah. Ouija board. <laughs> That's yes. why. Pearl Lenore Curran claimed that she had an ongoing relationship with Patience Worth a spirit from the 17th century, and mm-hmm. together they wrote books and poetry. Cool. So the big hey, winner...
0: more power to you.
1: The big winner, though, mm-hmm. was James Merrill. Quote from SmithsonianMagazine.com, mm-hmm. quote, In 1982, his epic Ouija-inspired and dictated poem The Changing Light at Sandover won the National Book Critic Circle Award. Whoa. I guess it took, like, Ten years to do, and it's like many novels, well, sure. like 500 We've, pages or something like that. A poem? Yeah.
0: I've heard of James Merrill. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it like, so many people used a Ouija and he board. he said he used a Ouija board to yeah. write it. Yeah. Well,
0: that's how long it takes. So. Kind of, you know, if you, if it, you know, if you want to do that for 10 years, and then that You'll win a National Book Award. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, see you guys in 10 years. Congratulations on your sickness
1: Yes. Some people were inspired by the board, even though they didn't even use it. Mm-hmm. William Butler Yeats wrote poetry inspired by the board, but he never used it. Okay. So his like wife used it, and he's like, "Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna write poems about how I'm not getting laid because you're using a fucking Ouija board tonight."
0: <laughs> <laughs> the poem was a ah, haiku. Hey, cool. uh, am I getting sex? Not today, because of Ouija. <laughs> Are you writing a haiku about his lack of his sex life? Yes.
1: <laughs> I want a divorce. That's amazing. <laughs> he won a Pulitzer mm-hmm. in Mark Twain's name. Yeah, well. All right. Now, how does the board work if you're using it spiritually? It doesn't. You all touch the planchette with your hands and ask oh, the yeah. board if anyone is there. Sure. And then the planchette moves around, and then you get questions answered. All
0: right. This is the way you play the game. We haven't, right. yeah, we haven't covered that because I thought it was ubiquitous. But, yes, you're right. We should.
1: But mm-hmm. how does it really work?
0: Uh, well, it doesn't.
1: Well, yeah. We know that they mm-hmm. got a patent, which claims that it works, right? Sure. It doesn't. But there is an actual real science behind how the board works. Oh, sure.
0: Right. It doesn't.
1: It's called the uh, ideomotor phenomenon or effect. Basically, once spiritualism really started taking off, William Benjamin Carpenter, a physician, invertebrate zoologist, and physiologist.
0: Mm -hmm. Any relation to Karen Carpenter?
1: Yes, actually. Wow, perfect. Thank you. (laughs) I had that one right over my head. (laughs) No relation to the Carpenters. (laughs) Came up with the idea that we were experiencing things outside of our consciousness. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, that our bodies can act outside of conscious thought.
0: Well, sure. Because Republicans. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Quote from Wiki. (laughs) can't believe we needed science to tell us that.
1: (laughs) Quote. (laughs) The phrase is most commonly used in reference to the process whereby a thought or mental image brings about a seemingly reflective or automatic muscular reaction. Sure. Often of minuscule degree and potentially outside of the awareness of the subject. Okay. As in reflective responses... And all of a
0: sudden you're wearing a MAGA hat.
1: <laughs> As in reflective responses to pain, the body sometimes reacts reflectively with an ideomotor effect to the ideas alone without the person consciously deciding to take action. Oh. So okay. did that make sense? Yes. So basically over so like the-
0: you stub your toe and before you actually feel pain, you're like, eek. Yeah.
1: Like that kind of thing maybe? Exactly. Or like the bell with the dog and mm. and like you start to think about, like you smell food and you start to salivate, okay. that kind of stuff.
0: Because you're a dog.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> arf, arf. Huh. So over the years, scientific tests have been done on people involving the Ouija board proving that when a bunch of people get together, they are moving it themselves without spirit help.
0: Okay. But did they spell the experimenter's name right? Because <laughs> if they did, uh, your experiment is invalid.
1: Exactly. So basically the reason people think that a spirit is moving it is because a large group of people are touching an object that can move really easily. Yeah. So the planchette is like on felt, right? on plastic, right. and so it slides really easily. So when it moves, they're unconsciously moving it to where their unconscious wants it to go. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy for them to claim it wasn't them because tons of other people are touching it. They're like, it wasn't me. I know I wasn't touching it. When, in fact, they're really moving it. Mm -hmm. In fact, in 2001.
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, like the Ouija board is moved by the people who are touching it.
1: Exactly. In fact, in 2011, Dr. Ron Rensink and Dr. Sidney Fells ran a test with subjects where they asked them questions. Mm-hmm. Just n- no Ouija board, no nothing, just mm-hmm. a question. Trivia type and found that people got them right about 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. Then they had the person answer the questions using the Ouija board along with a robot. Mm-hmm. They were told that the robot would mimic the body of another person in a room next door. Mm-hmm. The robot, however, was not connected to another person and in fact would only mimic the person in the room. Mm-hmm. This was to prove that the person in the room was in control of the moving object mm-hmm. while the person thought that the robot was moving it. Right. They found a byproduct in the experiment, however, and that was when they asked the same questions. This time, people got 65% of the answers right. Okay. Something about the subconsciousness of it.
0: Well, the robot knew all the answers, I think. Well- <laughs> No, it's where like,
1: we're it was a mindless robot.
0: Yeah.
1: Basically they're like the subconscious led that. It to was the a right mindless answers.
0: robot built by Skynet. <laughs> it was fine.
1: <laughs> so this has led the scientists to ask questions about what does the non conscious mind know and if it means that there is a backup drive in our mind and if this could help people with Alzheimer's and other brain degenerative illnesses.
0: It's really interesting. It's like when you don't when you aren't thinking about the answer as much you get the answer right
1: exactly more often exactly so free your minds the rest will follow exactly okay so despite all the science we know about this game it actually hasn't stopped people from believing in the magic of it
0: well no and, for example some people keep writing movies where they feature the ouija
1: board yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and perpetuate the myth well and in fact <laughs> like like uh, up, i'm bring kidding um people viewed this game as harmless fun by the american public until the movie *The Exorcist* came out in 1973, you're kidding. In the movie, okay. the character of Reagan, the 12-year-old girl, yeah. plays with a Ouija board and gets possessed by a demon. Right. Overnight, people believe that the Ouija board was capable of that instantly. The Isn't that Exorcist
0: is one of those movies where it's held up as like a gold standard of horror, you know, in yeah. this kind of way. I hated that movie so I, much. It's never scared me at all. Really? Not even a little bit. I've always thought it was just campy and terrible.
1: I've never seen it because I thought it was going to be too scary.
0: Well, I think it's terrible and campy and not not scary.
1: Maybe we should watch it and you can see me scream at it, even though it's not scary. I don't want to watch it again. I didn't but you'll like be it. amused by my reactions.
0: I will. I'll just okay. So I'll sit next to the television facing you, <laughs> while you watch the film.
1: That that would be fun.
0: Yeah, are you are you into that? Yeah,
1: I love <laughs> having people just stare at me as I watch a horror. Film. Are you
0: into that? Let's both put our hands on the mouse. You <laughs> can tell me yes or no.
1: So basically, because of this overnight reaction suddenly religious institutions began denouncing the game and claimed that it was a way to allow Satan into your life.
0: Oh, good Lord.
1: So now Christianity hates it. Well,
0: how does that I mean, that doesn't even pass the straight face test. This thing's been around for a hundred years. We would be the fucking end of Ghostbusters level uh, rife with demons if we, if this was true. You (laughs) know, it's been a hundred years this thing has been around. So if the demons were coming around and you're going to, I mean, you'd have an entire population of people possessed by demons. Okay, wait a minute. I'm thinking about it. That, is kind of what the 19th century was like. So, I get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in fact, in 2001, a giant bonfire was made in Alamogordo, New Mexico, mm-hmm. to burn the game along with Harry Potter and Snow White. I'm not Snow sure... Snow
0: White? How... Wait, how'd Snow White get involved in this? <laughs> Why are we burning Snow White?
1: I don't know. I
0: mean, I get the kind of... I, 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 You know, to an extent, I get the occult things. But
1: Snow White... Well, they beat the witch in it. So, like, you think Snow team. White would be like a big... Anyway. I think she, like, somebody went real off the
0: deep end there. Yeah, we're going to burn the Ouija boards because of the devil. And there's magic and the occult in Harry Potter. Yeah.
1: And we're going to burn Snow White. What? Just go with me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Catholics, along with Pat Robertson, claim that the board is dangerous (laughs) and that the board allows demons to come into contact with us. Okay. And we know he's, like, the most sane person on the planet sure. so he's definitely. remember when he in. wanted to be president he ran adorable. for president Pat Robertson yeah oh boy Whew.
0: I know uh, I still think bullet. we'd be yeah still think we'd be better off than we are right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> so alright The Exorcist was the only time in history where people freaked out enough to dip sales slightly hmm. but uh, before long thanks to other horror movies it's regained its popularity because people love to try things they don't understand
0: sure so it's still going strong.
1: Still going strong. Yeah, love it. Okay. Oh, so what is the bright side to the dark side to the Ouija board? <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: Ouija board.
1: Uh, well, it's super fun. Yeah, you know, I mean, like
0: you can pass an evening that
1: way. Exactly. Well, also, it actually led to some great pieces of art with novels and such. Like okay. If you think oh, about sure. it, well, sure. <laughs> if these people got inspired by it to write pieces of art. Oh,
0: I think you. you so you're not saying that ghosts helped write novels. No, no, okay. no, no. I'm
1: saying like the subconscious brain. Like Mark like, Twain alone
0: was so busy.
1: <laughs> well, if you if you think about it, the science experiment talks about how this, it unlocks your subconscious. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it may have beaten writer's block for some of these people.
0: I could see that and see gotten
1: that. them out of their. I mean, it took them a while, but it got them out of their comfort zone. Well, um,
0: sometimes slow writing is the thing you should be doing yeah mm-hmm.
1: slow riding slow ride <laughs>
0: take it one word of a day
1: <laughs> i also love the fact that it kept a lot of people employed during the great depression yeah that yeah. was a huge thing for me that it's like it a lot of people turned out much better because of it the, the
0: ouija board is saving lives over here yeah it's feeding your
1: family um those two that escaped
0: from the, the prison prisoner of war camp, that was fucking awesome. That's a I great know. story. I love that.
1: I also like the fact that, and this is kind of strange, but it offers people closure and hope when they can't find it with a loved one's passing. Like, sometimes. I like, guess so. Like, for someone who's really that desperate, if it gives them that chance to, like, try to say goodbye one more time sure. and just allows their subconscious to feel good about it.
0: Yeah, I I you know, I get a little bit about that just because it's like you're you know, reaching for something so patently not true, you know. Right. So, and just to give yourself comfort, I'm like, you know, fa- I, I I prefer to face reality a little more than that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's smart to see a therapist, but and... I don't
0: have any compassion for my fellow humans. So, <laughs> you know, the other Take thing, that with a grain of salt. <laughs> the
1: other thing that is more grounded in realism is it actually helped with some truly amazing scientific breakthroughs, such as the ideomotor phenomenon, and now the idea that we hold more memories in the back of our minds than we ever knew, mm-hmm. and the fact that we've got that kind of backup drive that they might be able to restore memories of people. Yeah. The article I was reading talked about the idea of, like, could we use the Ouija board with someone with Alzheimer's to try to get them to like talk about things from the past. That'd be
0: kind of cool. Like that would be very cool to like recover memories that way. If that, if that's, if, if it's an avenue to doing that. So yeah, I mean like the application of this, because if, if a person has an already established, like um, degenerative, degenerative block to, uh, you know, those memories or knowing who people are and all that stuff. uh if, opening a back door is possible, and it, this would be an avenue to do it, I think that would be amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. In that case, I totally would you, would think that that's useful, but I, that would also be real science.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like the idea that, I mean, it was designed for entertainment purposes, for yeah. sure, but it really was designed by these guys to make them a lot of money. Well, sure. And I love it when it, that someone who's doing something for a kind of a greed thing... The byproduct is like, you may help people with Alzheimer's.
0: Yeah. So that's cool. It's a cool subject. And, uh, you know, if you enjoy your time with your Ouija board, hey, more power to you. Yeah. Uh, also, you're going to get possessed by the devil. Thanks everybody <laughs> uh, for joining us this week. <laughs> Thanks Jason for bringing this topic to our mind. Yeah. Good luck everybody out there.
1: Yeah. It means good luck. Oh yeah. In Egyptian. Okay.
0: Bye Ouija. <laughs>
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
0: Ouija? Ouija. Uh, that's another thing that's weird to me. It's got, it ends with an A. Why do we say Ouija?
1: It's Egyptian.
0: Oh, okay. I mean... It, it isn't. <laughs> we hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes.
1: It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just... Keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brightside K and J and on Facebook at The Brightside with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website,
0: www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side. side.